2: On your Friday episode of Locked On Raptors, we have a little fun in the midst of a slump for the team with a wonderful guest. It's Casey Bannerman, a wonderful Toronto-based artist whose work you may know from many collaborations with the Toronto Raptors, and in particular, Fred Van Vliet will get into his work with the Raptors, we'll get into his thoughts on the team so far this year, we'll ask what would Casey do if he had free reign over the Raptors jersey designs, plus a return of an old favorite game. That's all coming up on today's episode of Locked On Raptors. Thanks for hanging. What's going on? Welcome to episode number 1303 of Locked On Raptors for Friday, December the 16th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley. I've been covering the Toronto Raptors now for nine seasons on various platforms. You can find all of my work over at Woodley Sean on Twitter. Uh, you can also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Raptors. You can follow, subscribe to, rate, review, whatever it is your various podcast apps of choice ask you to do to support the shows you like. You can do that for this show for free. And we are on YouTube. You can go hit the big red subscribe button. We're at 2800 100 subs, we love you. You're also wonderful. Let's push it towards 3K, shall we? Uh, and yeah, thanks to all those who have done that so far to support the show. Thanks as well to our friends over at Bet Online who are bringing you today's show. Bet Online's got you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts and where the podcast starts is bringing in Casey Bannerman, a wonderful Toronto-based artist. Uh, happy to have him on the show for the first time. We've crossed paths, I, I think, at various uh, Hoop Talks events and whatnot in the past, but it's lovely to have you on the show, Casey, for, I, I think, a little reprieve from the constant worrying about the state of the team. I'll ask you about the state of the team. Don't worry. We'll we'll do some Dread uh, content as well, but uh, excited to have you on just to kind of talk about art and design and Fred Van Vleet, and also put you through the rigors of my favorite game here on the podcast that random raptors game that's coming up later on but casey first off how are you man
3: oh i'm great bro thank you so much for having me sean i really appreciate you um yeah looking forward to it
2: yeah let's uh let's dive in shall we um we'll, we'll start with the stuff that uh is uh, bothersome the team itself at the moment 13 <laughs> and 15 let's do it uh, yeah. Not the uh, the start I think most people wanted. There are reasons, obviously. Injury and guys having weird outlier shooting seasons. And also maybe the roster not quite having the juice. But Casey, you know, where are you at? Are, are you sort of, if there's like a spectrum of... It's Fine Island, which is typically kind of the range I occupy, all the way down to trade Pascal Siakam, fire Masai and Nick Nurse and blow this whole thing up and send it back to the roots. Uh, where do you kind of fall on that spectrum as a Raptors fan right now? Yeah, I'm
3: on, um, I'm on Twitter break <laughs> spectrum. Um, I'm yeah. still on every once in a while, but I get on there and about three minutes in, I just go, oh, groan. And then um, I get off, Um, you know, I I mean, I I have to remind myself that, of course, you know, as you mentioned, I I I work with some of these guys. So it makes my perspective on it a little different. Right. Mm -hmm. And and I'm not uh, a journalist who um, is covering this team and and is being paid to be um, subjective on it you know sure um so it's difficult i I definitely understand that but i I would say um you know i'm not i'm not unrealistic either about where we're at there's 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 certainly some worry there's Mm -hmm. you know but it's still fairly early in the season like you know it's just the ups and the downs and i i just i think there's going to be a regression to the mean you know, because yeah. there were a few games there that you look at and you're like, oh, we can take on anybody. Like uh, <laughs> right after the, the Bucks and the Celtics, it's us. Yeah. Um, and, and there was a period there. Um, and that's uh, honestly those like wild fluctuations are why mm. I have to stay on Twitter because I'm just like, why can't people be just like <laughs> like somewhere in the middle on this? Mm-hmm. You know, one game, it's like. Fred's the best, and then the next game, it's like you got to trade Fred, and of course, tra- Fred's my homie, right? So yeah, I'm like, <laughs> Jesus. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, and 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 I, you know, I can say it. He knows it. He's not shooting well right now. Yeah, and yeah. um, you, you can see. I think um, I just saw C J. break it down on a, on a meats podcast actually, and and his shot is sort of fluctuating like from shot to shot you know the release is a bit different it's his hand is fanning out right um so but with the last game you can see that he's just finding ways to get it done you know yeah whether that's getting to the bucket you know um he's he put up what was it 30 30, 39 39 39 it's ridiculous yeah yeah it's wild it's wild highest he's ever he's ever put up i know exactly so like um um actually didn't know that and that's not good <laughs> <laughs> um, that, that was I'm telling Fred uh, uh... Yeah. <laughs> don't tell Fred there were so actually like funny little anecdote I've said this a couple times but um when Fred this is before I got into art obviously before I knew Fred um mm-hmm. and when Fred was like the 15th man on the roster and he sure. was one of the guys sort of just playing for a roster spot mm-hmm. um I uh I can't remember who it was that I wanted over him, but I did want somebody over. him. <laughs> and now he's trying, homie. I'm, I'm gonna go wrong. back and look at the
2: 2016 training camp roster now. Thanks for that.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I was wrong, and from that moment on, uh, I learned to bet on Fred. Uh, yeah. it's been a it's been a pretty safe bet, to be honest. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's 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 some concerns, but um, I think that. Uh, The way that this team plays basketball right now looks exhausting. Mm -hmm. Like, looks absolutely exhausting. You know, they're just like, win the possession game. Like, get aggressive Mm -hmm. on defense. Like, up in their face. Like, no, like, crazy rim protection. You know? It's just like... And it's all this
2: work... It's all this work to not get the results as well, right? Like, their half-court defense is bottom 10 in the league. The... Like, they're just... It's... It, it, it's a lot of effort for it, it's like having it's like making your own juice. <laughs>
0: it's like yeah, oh, yeah no.
2: I'm trying really hard here. I have the juicer out. I'm like I'm squeezing all these oranges and then you do a no, 100 Harris. oranges and you have like a small glass and it's like, oh, yeah. OK, cool. Uh, glad yeah. all of that was worth all the effort I put in.
3: Yeah, I would agree with you, except I don't even think it's oranges. We're we're juicing carrots here, like, just like, like barely, like just a hundred carrots, just down, like yeah, um, yeah. Shout out to cold press juice. Uh, <laughs> so, so, so is there?
2: Uh, so yeah. is there, Casey? Like for you, I, I've been kind of grappling this with this this week because I feel like kind of a sicko. Because I am having this weird sort of moment where, like, my interest in the team and the sort of ups and downs is, like, at its season high. And it's because I like that there is some uncertainty. I kind of like that there is stuff to figure out. Um, And actually, you know, I was listening last night to uh, the the lovely Less Than Jays podcast, the lovely Toronto Blue Jays show with our pals, the Zoobs and Jake Goldsby. And and Zoobs was kind of talking about this, about the Jays as well, digging into how it's kind of cool that there's like an there's something to figure out here it makes being a fan interesting it makes watching the transaction wire all the more compelling there's obviously a lot of charm to a team that kicks ass every night and is you know a, a metronome of 50 win goodness like the raptors have been in the past but there's also like a different sort of fan instinct you tap into when the team is not going super well are you finding there's like any joy to be derived from this uncertainty and this sort of like couple months before the trade deadline where all sorts of things could happen in all sorts of directions and there's like this unknown element that like hasn't really been there for the raptors who have been consistently built well and methodically and smartly for the last decade or so it's kind of nice are are you feeling that at all or am i a psycho
3: no i think that you're i think that there's there's some i mean that's that's called shot in um no i i I do think that there's something to that for sure i mean obviously there's there there's a certain amount this is why i find it so interesting to watch some people who have no like direct uh be it business or or work ties to the team just getting Mm -hmm. like overly stressed about it is sort of like i can find joy in this and i have like a direct positive (laughs) effect yeah. on my bank account in my life <laughs> when this team plays well yeah uh, sales go up <laughs> i have more content <laughs> to make um, and it, if i can find some some interest in it then i think other people can too i think i i completely agree and and also like what did we expect like i mean i, I mean we expected a bit better than this i would say than, yeah. than what has what has transpired recently let's say the past 10 games or so yeah um I think we expected a bit better than this but also what did we expect i mean there's a bunch of like part of our drafting i mean correct me if i'm wrong but part of our drafting thing is like you know if they can shoot great but if they can't we don't care like we'll teach them so maybe
2: maybe deserves a little bit of a look under the microscope as like yeah just a little adjustment yeah (laughs) turn
3: it a little the other way you know yeah (laughs) Uh, bring down the treble increase the bass you know um yeah, I I, uh, I I'm enjoying it. I honestly, the one that I find the most perplexing is uh, the the discourse that is sort of obviously not at, uh, last game, but um, mm. has surrounded Scotty Barnes. Yeah. Um, to me, I just go are, like, what are you missing here, guys? Like we like sophomore uh, was it, it's sophomore sophomore woes is not the term that's used but soft, sophomore like, slump up, the alliteration sophomore yeah. slump. thank there you, you go. the alliteration <laughs> that's what i was looking for the sophomore slump is a well-documented thing yeah. um and it it comes after a guy who had had a, a an outstanding uh rookie season people know what to expect he's not a secret anymore um and he's got to figure it out i mean look at the guy who's like one of the top candidates for the uh, MVP race this year, Jason Tatum. Go look mm-hmm. at his sophomore season, man. Yeah. It wasn't great. It wasn't great. Yeah. Um, so um, I'm I'm enjoying that because I'm, I'm, I'm watching Scotty in real time figure it out. You know, you can see him. He's a kid. He's a kid. You know, mm-hmm. um, he's yeah. a big kid. I met him. <laughs> <laughs> he's a very large kid. He's a yeah. very nice kid. Uh, he's, he's way more mature than most people his age uh, because mm-hmm. he has to be. But, but at the end of the day, he's still um, uh, uh, a young adult and he's got to figure it out. And you can see him going through that, you know, um, moments where he lacks some confidence and mm-hmm. he's not being but he picks it up again. And, and this, is, this is what I want to see. This is, this is the type of stuff I, you know, if it's just constant, like progress is not linear. Progress yeah. is not linear in anywhere in life. Nothing's and that
2: clean. Yeah. It, no. It's it just no. That's not how it works.
3: Yeah. So yeah. I think, um, I think it's, uh, it'll be interesting to see. And I think the six, nine, you know, it's being called the six, nine experiment. I wouldn't even call it an experiment. The six, nine, um, plan that's being yeah. implemented. It, it doesn't mean there's nothing. I mean, we put so much, we put Messiah on this pedestal sometimes that when things mm. don't go exactly according to plan, we're like, oh, he screwed up. Yeah. Um, no, he didn't screw up. It's just that, that happens with anybody. Anybody, if you pu- put a destination into Google Maps, you, you could still hit traffic. You know, yeah, like
2: hundred percent. Stuff that.
3: happens. Um, so yeah.
2: Yeah, I, I I think that's a really well made point, and yeah, it, it's part of what makes following a team fun. At least for me. I'm not here to tell you how to be a fan. And if you're ready to ride with every single win and loss, I power to you that seems pretty miserable to me. But um yeah. like it, it is the sort of the the thrill of the build and the sort of having to overcome the the bad parts cuz there are always going to be bad parts which we're going to sort of uh, tie in to our final segment here today. Casey, we're going to come back in just a sec. I want to talk yeah. to you about jersey designs cuz that's a thing that's been stuck in my craw for quite a while when it comes to this team and you're an artist You make alternate jerseys. You feel like the person, perfect, perfect person to talk about this with. So we're going to get to that in just one second. Before we do that, however, got to tell you about a little message from our friends over at the NHTSA. It can happen so easily, especially this time of year. You're out with your friends, you're at holiday parties, you're indulging a little bit, putting back a few drinks and a few becomes a few too many. It's time to go and for a moment you think well i could call for a ride but no i'm actually pretty close to home i'm a good driver it's not going to affect me that much i live nearby i can make it home okay fact is you can't what are the odds you get pulled over these are the questions you ask yourself and even so what's the worst that could happen well you could lose your license that's pretty bad you could also lose your job that's really bad too you could also total your car or kill someone which is the most bad thing and that is it's one quick decision that can change your life forever Especially this time of year around the holidays, play it safe, plan ahead, and get a ride, drive sober, or get pulled over. Today's show is also brought to you by Prize Picks, which has made daily fantasy sports fun, easy, accessible, and really, really great to play. It's super simple. With prize picks, you're just making entries with two to six players a night across any sport you can think of, and you're just guessing whether they're going to get more or less than the point total that they've been projected for. It could be points, rebounds, assists, touchdown passes, whatever it might be. It's all there for you to peruse on prize picks. Again, you can go cross-sport with your entries, ent- enter between two and six players, and if you get them all right, you can win up to 25 times your entry. Uh, it's a really, really uh, amazing, amazing way to play daily fantasy sports. You're not married to the full-season grind of having to manage your team and set your lineup every day, battle for waivers. You're just doing it every day, making your two- to six-player entry, and the profits will flow in. Safe and fast withdrawals currently operational in over 30 states and in Canada and every province except for Ontario at the moment but that could change so keep an eye out don't download the prize picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up to play daily fantasy sports first time users can receive a 100 percent instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with the promo code locked on that means if you put in 100 bucks of your own money boom 100 bucks of prize picks money is going to jump in there and join your hundred dollars so you have 200 to play with don't forget to enter the pro- enter the promo code locked on to sign up at uh, for that instant deposit match at prizepicks.com promo code locked on All right, we continue on here with Casey Bannerman, lovely Toronto-based basketball-inspired artist who has done a lot of work with the Toronto Raptors, and as we've mentioned, Fred Van Vliet. One of the more recent collaborations with Fred Van Vliet was for Orange Shirt Day, uh, where you, Mike Ivall, and Fred Van Vliet came together to put together a beautiful indigenous-inspired version of the Raptors you know white white dino logo jersey is really really beautiful go check it out just search casey bannerman mike ivill fred van vliet indigenous jersey it's outstanding and that jersey to me should just be one of the jerseys the raptors use casey it's that good and it speaks to something i feel like the raptors are kind of missing which is uh good jerseys uh (laughs) to be frank the raptors rebranded uh before the tampa season right they have the the full chevron look now uh and they've stuck with that ever since i have to ask you i've I've talked about this on this show before i've made the claim that they need to get some redesign going with this team for a couple years now i I really really did not like the recent pivot you're an artist you you do design you have made really good looking jerseys that could be used on an nba floor If you were given free reign, Nike calls you up and say, Casey, as you've seen from all the jersey we we keep on making, we have no ideas left. We're out of ideas. Can you please help us come up with some good-looking jerseys for the Raptors? You don't have to go through, like, individual designs one by one, but, like, as far as just, like, inspiration, color motifs various little design elements do you have there must be something in your mind where you've kind of plotted this out just in case the reality comes to pass where you are in fact designing the Toronto Raptors jerseys what would you do given free reign over the Raptors look
3: um, I I think one day it will happen. I I like to think that. uh, yeah. But I think in true Toronto fashion, I'll probably design another team's one first. I'll find the success in 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 true Canadian fashion. I'll find success in the United States first, and then and then and then, the, and then Canada will be like, we love Oklahoma
2: City. Lawn. You're very lucky to have Casey designing your your your, your yeah. look. It's it's yeah, 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 long yeah. overdue for you to do a rebrand as well. I
3: mean that that's the Drake way, right? Find success in in the United States first and then and then become beloved back home um so yeah I I definitely do and uh, as you said rough year to do a do a rebrand the Tampa season really rough year Uh,
2: that that season everyone wants memorialized for sure (laughs) also on the heels of winning a title and then having like a 60 win brilliant title defense season why is that the time to rebrand it's we don't have to relitigate this I've litigated it many times but carry on
3: um, so anyways, yeah, I, I, I would, and, and I think that the main thing that, and I, this is true of, uh, most 30 teams. I could probably hmm. like think of a couple that, like, well, I mean, Bulls, Celtics, Lakers, that don't hmm. necessarily need, um the celtics keep
2: on trying though and it
3: sucks. they do (laughs) i didn't mind their city one this year it's it's Mm. tough right because there's brand recognition as well and anyone outside of boston hates them so anything they put out there's not going to be really critically received well um but but what needs to happen is we need to get away from this this these designs that that look like they could go on corporate letterhead like it's, I don't understand why we're we keep on pumping out this minimalism garbage. Yeah, um, that uh, just doesn't do well. It's not fun. And remember, this is all about fun. This is about it's, having fun.
2: It's very stupid. Uh, we should be like leaning into how stupid pro sports are. Like a hundred Everything yeah. should be like fifteen percent more wrestling inspired.
3: <laughs> oh, 100. I love that! I love that actually. That's incredible. And I don't even that's like
2: wrestling, point. but like I no, like the pageantry. No. So there you Me go. Me too. Me yeah. too.
3: And like, and or or like um, uh, Mexican uh, luchador wrestling as well, yeah. right? Because the yep. pageantry in that is so magnificent. Um, so uh, I, number one, bring back the Raptor. I mean, mm-hmm. that's just a no-brainer. I mean, that thing is like I'm in Miami right now. I yep. see the Raptor here. I go to europe i see the raptor there i go to asia i see the raptor there like it's it just keeps on i was in korea recently on my honeymoon and south korea um that goes without saying (laughs) i don't know why i specified um and uh i was in seoul and i stopped into this place because i saw they had a net and a backboard on the top of their like Mm -hmm. uh, on the top of the the store
1: Yep. And
3: uh, I went in, I talked to this guy. I was like, oh, I'm from Toronto. And the first thing he said was, best logo. Yeah, I said, used. I was like, used to be. And he was like, yeah, I <laughs> used to be. Um, and he was wearing a uh, uh, AI era Sixers um, starter jacket. So oh, like, okay. I, I, again, that just comes into the 90s. I, I, I think sometimes we're a little over nostalgic for the 90s. We're a little blinded. Um, as, as a millennial, I know we're driving the bus on that one. (laughs) Um, but having said that it was like a golden age for, for sports jersey designs Mm -hmm. and and not just in, in basketball, but in hockey, in, um, uh, football, soccer, uh, like in, in so many different sports, Mm -hmm. um. Maybe not baseball. I'd have to think about baseball. Anyways. Baseball
2: is always going to be uh, stuck in eighteen eighty, so I wouldn't. Yeah. Worry about yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is
3: yeah. Anyways, um, so bring back the raptor. Number one. Um, the other thing is is that uh, there's a misunderstanding of what our color palette is. Yep. Um, and that's something that I think that I have sort of trumpeted a lot. Um, it's and I, I'm not necessarily just talking about purple. Mm. purple and red are very close to each other on the color spectrum so you can't have them with the same tones if you have the same red and the same purple as in terms of the lightness darkness like that's sort of your tonal there um they're going to be almost indistinguishable so one has to be lighter which is usually the purple and one has to be darker which will be the red those are your accent colors our Mm -hmm. primary color in toronto is black yeah i'm telling you it's the primary color of this team it's black but it's black and something it's not black and white like the brooklyn nets it's black purple and red and purple and red are the secondary colors and you use those as your accents obviously you still need a home jersey which i think is required to be white
1: yeah
3: um but uh yeah that that would be one of the main things i would do there are some good signs though even though there's some step backs you know like there's a step back in terms of the overuse of the chevron but then if you look at our statement jersey they brought back the barb pinstripes
0: that
2: jersey know? whips it's really good i also it's really good i'm curious of your thought on this casey because i think my yeah. favorite part of it we're gonna get in real nerd jer- jersey nerd stuff and i'm excited because this it. is what i like to talk about yeah my favorite part of those jerseys is that the numbers are an accent color and not white and you right. have like the white trim it pops so well I have really liked the Suns in recent years. Not their current set, I don't think, but they used to have like purple with orange numbers, or orange with purple numbers. That to me is like an untapped sort of like. Again, I'm not getting the nomenclature correct, probably, but um, having the the, put the color on the black, or put the color on the color. The the, the dumb guy, art guy thing, uh, like that. I think is like one of the winning things about that jersey. Is so it is really good. I would keep that. No matter what, that is the yeah. only good jersey they have right now. <laughs>
3: yeah, and it's actually probably been one of their best jerseys in the past. I think it uh, might be top
2: three all time. Honestly, like it's I, a really I good jersey do as yeah. well.
3: I think it's. I, I would probably rank it four because I would yeah. put the '95s at the top, and then I would yep. put the 2000. I wasn't a big fan of the like VC uh, era white home ones; like they were right. fine. But yeah. um, the the dunk contest uh, purple on front, black on back. Hell
2: those yeah, were, that one's a beauty. Those too. were really good. Um, real heads like that jersey, so I'm glad that you've proven yeah. yourself to be a real head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not that we needed proof. <laughs>
3: yeah. Large head too, very large. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, that that that's a really good jersey. And in fact, it was actually a really well-designed jersey that was just made really bad when they decided to do black and red,
0: right, sort of right. through the,
3: the European Bargs era. Um, yeah. So yeah, um, then, then there was a bit of a step forward in our 2015, 2016. Yeah, like uh, the, the
2: the title era jerseys were really
3: good, really rock solid. I had no good. problems with yeah. them either,
2: yeah.
3: And then uh, then it was a bit of a step back because they misunderstood what we liked about the chevrons. You know, we liked <laughs> them as as a as a random uh, you know extra jersey. Yeah. And and people are misremembering, I think that um um the what was that earned jersey that it was called yeah, uh, from sure. twenty nineteen the the red yeah. and white ones they were not liked until we started just like
2: winning every kicking, game with them yeah
3: yeah kicking <laughs> them, and then just like winning the championship in them and then now everybody was like those are amazing people called them Christmas King or yeah I mean Christmas I cane, yeah. I I'm a I'm a
2: sympathetic person towards those jerseys I, I think as like a one of four type yep. of thing like i think yeah. it was perfect i think the, i think the red on that like was a slightly like it's felt like a different red too as our friend yeah. katie heindel calls it the living red is what that uh, we kind <laughs> of like uh that. used to <laughs> yeah. refer to that one as but yeah, yeah then they just like jumped the shark and we're like oh all chevrons and it's like no it's it. not, yeah, yeah, not yeah, what we asked enough. for at it was, all it
3: was yeah. the oprah meme you know yeah. you get a chevron you get a chevron um <laughs> so uh yeah that that's the other thing and then the the, the Last thing I would say about it, and I did make yeah. a city jersey, and that's sort of what my idea of it was, you know, you saw the black and then there was the purple, as sort yeah. of your secondary and the red accents on that purple. Um, but the other thing I would say, and I just, you know, I actually relish the opportunity to sort of articulate this because mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not a great tweeter. Um, I, the more we go towards Canada's team, because I'm thinking of the North jerseys, those, those yeah. earned ones. Yeah. The more we go to that, the less interesting the team becomes. And that's not me saying, oh, this is only Toronto's team. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying yeah. is that what makes the, as a brand, what is interesting is at the end of the day, this team is in Toronto. It has yeah. existed in Toronto. It was supported by the GTA <laughs> <laughs> in the bad years, uh, sort of Toronto um we need to get a go bus uh, sponsorship right here because that that <laughs> institution supported the raptors <laughs> um, for some time yeah. um but uh go train sorry and the go bus um but it it's not like think if it were call we're called the illinois bulls right it's not yeah. an interesting brand yeah. toronto it's it's a you know sorry you know my Vancouver fans, my Montreal fans. Toronto exists. Yeah. Um, it it it's uh, and it and it has a unique culture. And this bland sort of souvenir shop at an airport Canada thing that we're pumping out, it's not interesting. It's not interesting to anyone. Nobody wants to wear it outside of yeah outside of Canada, and nobody yeah. wants to wear it in Toronto. I can't
2: imagine there's a fan in Saskatoon who is, like, choosing whether they're going to root for the Raptors or not based on whether they go with a bland red and white jersey. It's the same thing that leads Precisely. the Blue Jays to have their horrible red jerseys that they trot out there. It's like, well, who's those this were- for, really?
1: So uh, like so it, They bad. might be
2: for people who were hanging out in Ottawa last winter, and that might be about it. We're oh, going to yeah. continue on and get into that random Raptors game to close out the show. Uh, really fun game that if you have not listened to the show in recent months, we haven't done it for a while, but I like to do it with new guests. and We're going to do that in just one sec. Put Casey through the ringer. Before we do that, however, got to tell you about our friends over at betonline.net, the number one source for sports betting, info, stats, news, and analysis, no matter the sport of Preference, whether it's pro football with the playoffs drawing near, college football, I think it's bowl season. I don't follow college football, but I'm pretty sure I keep on seeing stuff about bowl season. The World Cup final is on Sunday. Maybe you wanna be a real sicko and put some money down on the World Cup third place game on Saturday. You can do all that, and with Bet Online, you can get the right intel and become the informed wagerer, so you're not just throwing your money away indiscriminately. You're actually making bets that make sense. BetOnline is here to help you do that. If you also love sports podcasts, they have podcasts there to help you inform your betting. They're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today, or use your usual mobile device, to learn more. Bet Online is where the
0: game starts.
2: All right, here to round out the show with Casey Bannerman. As promised, we're bringing back an old favorite. This originated back on my days on the Raptors HQ podcast, the headquarters way back when and I've still kept it as a sporadic segment here on the show, usually reserved for when new guests pop on. It's called That Random Raptors Game. It's pretty simple. I will pick a game from Raptors history, give you the date, the score, the the opponent, all of that, and you have to guess who played for the Raptors in that game. You get three strikes. We'll talk about it. We'll remember some guys as we go on through. Uh, Casey, are you ready to play That Random Raptors Game?
3: Let's do it. Let's do all right, it. I'm gonna I'm gonna fail miserably, but let's try this. Well, I've given you options
2: here, so I have three nice. games chosen. We'll only go with one. They're yep. all sort of under the same theme, which is moments yep. of strife in Raptors history, which feels mm-hmm. pertinent to the moment. Although I don't think the current moment is as strifeful as any of these previous moments were. I have the last game, or the the game from the day Vince Carter was traded to the Nets. Uh, I have a a game from the uh, middle of the 2013-14 season, just before they traded Rudy Gay and got good. And I also have a game from the 2015-16 season, which, if you recall, featured one Jimmy Butler going off for 40 second-half points. And a couple of notable Toronto media personalities suggesting, now is the time to blow up the team. The team that went on an 11 game winning streak directly after this game. Uh, so you get three of these, you get one, one of these three games you got to guess from. Uh, which way are you going, Casey?
3: 2013. I remember 13. that. 13.
2: Beautiful. All right. So yeah. this game took place December the 6th, 2013 at was what was then called the U.S. Airways Center in Phoenix, Arizona. The Raptors lose yeah. 106-97 to the Phoenix Suns. I think this was that Suns team that won like 49 games and missed the playoffs with friends like Channing Frye and P.J. Tucker and Goran Dragic, right. everyone's best friend, Goran Dragic, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, In this game, holy hell, 11 Toronto Raptors played minutes. Uh, Casey... Who played for the Raptors in this game? Just go one at a time. I'll tell you if you got it right, and we'll uh, we'll proceed that way, and I'll hand out okay, strikes as necessary. Okay, so first off, necessary. we know
3: Rudy Gay. We know Rudy
2: Gay. Rudy Gay, Gay right? is correct. Uh, in this game, he played 32 minutes, 6 of 15 from the field. This was his final game as a Toronto Raptor. 17 points, really? 10 boards. 6 of 15 is the most Rudy Gay-ass line I think I've ever seen, and he yeah. was no longer on the team after this. So that's good. You're one for Three. one.
3: When he banned the stat sheets in the locker room. (laughs) Uh, Super nice guy. Sorry, Rudy. Um, uh, Okay, so that,
2: uh, Damar, Kyle. uh, Damar, so I'll just run through the stat lines. Both are correct. Damar, 5 of 15, 13 points. He was just about to take off as Rudy Gay was about to move out of the exact spot he likes to occupy on the floor. Kyle, 21 points, 7 assists, 7 of 16 from the field.
3: Um, so then was this, was
2: Sebastian Telfair on the team? Oh my God, that is a cut. No, Sebastian Telfair was not on the team. That is your first strike. That is a ballsy pick for your first strike. Uh, so Uh, you're you're uh, now three three for four. Yes.
3: Okay. Okay. Um, then uh,
2: Valanchunas. Valanchunas is correct. He has four of 10 from the field, 11 points, 10 boards, a minus 15 as a starter in 29 minutes.
3: Terrence Ross
2: of course Terrence Ross uh not a ton of action in this one just nine minutes two points uh really being underused at the time by Dwayne Casey I would argue uh (laughs) but again he would take off upon the removal of Rudy Gay from the mix I think you're now five for six
3: so that would have been his sophomore year right
2: or, uh uh or... yes. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um so Ross. Uh Quincy Acey would have been on that team. Ooh,
2: obviously. Quincy AC, great pull. He went club trilling in this game in just 13 seconds, zero points, zero rebounds, full on Jerome Moyiso and uh and Popso for his 13 seconds of clearly garbage time action. Uh but you're correct. You're six of seven. You're killing it.
3: Uh then I would say uh Aaron Gray.
2: Aaron Gray did not play in this game. He was, of course, on the roster, about to be shipped off in the Rudy Gay yeah. trade, uh, but did not play in this game. So you're on to your second strike. Uh, you know what? He was on the team at the time, so I'm not going to give you – for the deep cut like that, I'm not going to give you a strike. you got five guys left, two strikes to work with. I will not be merciful anymore.
3: Yeah, <laughs> okay. Uh, Twenty thirteen. You've got one
2: starter left to get, and then the rest are bench guys, if that helps at all. Okay,
3: one starter. So, obviously, with the starter, we have Rudy, we have Damar, we have Kyle, JV. Uh, JV? Yeah, JV. Um, Terrence wasn't starting. What am I missing there?
2: Well, you're going to be mad when you don't get it, or if you don't get it.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I don't think I will. I don't know why I'm having a block on it. (laughs) <laughs> um, it Can you give me the position?
2: Uh sure, big man, the, the, the I guess power forward in this context would be a center today, but power forward in
3: 2013. <laughs> Jesus. Um
2: In fact, two guys on this remaining list fit that bill, I would say.
3: That they would would have been uh, centers today. Um <laughs> i'm fairly love... certain <laughs> i'm go fairly ahead. certain that he was gone by now but but just to get the juices flowing um i'm gonna go claza uh, but i think he was oh, gone like for a Linus year Linus so. was
2: not on this team i think he got shot into the sun a couple years prior uh so yeah. that's your second strike he you was you only your, your fan card gets revoked if you don't get this correct, I have to say. You, you, you're oh. just not a fan anymore. It's not, a, not a real head, uh, as we established last segment. It's it'd be a quick turnaround. <laughs>
3: Jeez. <laughs> Jeez. Um, um,
2: I'll give you a clue for another guy as well, so you'll have clues now yeah, for yeah, yeah, three yeah, yeah, of yeah. the players. Uh, PS Vita.
3: Oh! Oh, right, 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 right.
0: He was driving around.
2: Um, Right? Yeah, there was not driving. He was driving around. Maybe he was only doing it with one hand because his other hand kind of, he didn't stop working. uh, (laughs) Landry Fields, Fields, you are correct. The guy they signed to keep Steve Nash from signing with the Knicks so he would sign with the Raptors only to sign with the Lakers. Uh, Yeah, Landry Fields, five points off the bench, two of four.
3: Yeah,
2: Yeah, real banger of a game. You got four guys left.
3: I almost got a Fields jersey, but then I got a Kyle Lowry one. Um, uh, a wise
2: investment, I would say.
3: Wise investment. I have the number three uh, uh, Kyle. That jersey.
2: rocks, actually. That is yeah. Uh, yeah. that's a that's, a, a, that's a good keepsake.
3: Yeah. Mm.
2: yeah. Um, All right, hard. I'm gonna have to give you a five count. Who'd you just say?
3: Not bargs, Barniani.
2: No, Andrea Barniani had been jettisoned off for a first-round yeah. pick the summer prior. That's your yeah. third strike, Casey. Yeah. Uh, horrible Raptors fan, unbelievable. The guys you missed: Tyler Hansbrough, Psycho T started this game, oh, played Psycho-T. two and a half minutes. Uh, I guess he got hurt, and then Amir Johnson played 33 Amir. minutes. he didn't get oh Amir. Unbelievable, get Amir? man. Crazy. That is
3: so rude. I love you. Need him. to. Oh man. Yeah.
2: Very, very disappointing. The other two guys you missed, not as disappointing. Julian Stone, who went 0 for 3 in 18 minutes, and Steve Novak, who went uh, 2 of 5 in 20 minutes. The the return for Barks. Many people call uh, call it the Steve Novak trade, actually. Yeah, of Uh, course. I knew I knew
3: was (laughs) it because it was like Barks was gone, but I just couldn't think of that part. I don't know why I wasn't thinking of Amir. Anyways,
2: a damn shame. But Casey. Thank you for being a wonderful sport. This was great. Uh, I really appreciate you popping on the podcast man. We're gonna round it there. Anything that the people should know about to uh, to watch out for and where can people find all of your wonderful work?
3: Yeah, so you can find it all uh, be on my Instagram, uh, Casey Bannerman, uh, Twitter, Casey Bannerman uh caseybannerman.com uh like to keep it simple just keep really it it's a, it's
2: making it easy for the people trying yeah. to find you just type the uh, name in and all of the options will be there
3: <laughs> exactly and then um yeah just sort of we got something coming up with fred beautiful uh, just this shirt here um and then i think that uh you know be on the lookout for something coming up with uh with an X Raptor. hopefully um we can get everything done in time um, clearly
2: not amir johnson uh not amir
3: johnson but <laughs> another guy on that team um a hint i'm in miami right now and he will also be on miami on the 20th Ooh. um so... everyone's
2: furiously looking up their nba schedules now to uh to <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah
3: yeah <laughs> um so um but i mean Again, these things, they sometimes they happen a year from now. (laughs) It's just the way it goes. (laughs) Uh, But hopefully we can get something done soon. And uh, otherwise, you know, just uh, be good to each other on Twitter, guys. Like, uh, just be nice. And and we're all going to get through this. It's totally fine. (laughs) Also, remember, things have been way worse. I know some of you on there are are a little younger, uh, Mm -hmm. which is fine. You know? Yeah. Welcome all newcomers.
2: Just remember, there's some there's some baggage in the closet as a Raptors fan that, uh, you know, I I think has maybe hardened us old souls a little bit to uh, the odd three game losing streak. It's typically exactly.
3: And just don't look at uh, the only other thing I would say is look at the bigger picture. Guys, always look at the bigger picture. I mean, if you're reacting from game to game, do whatever you want, but that's going to be real rough on you emotionally.
2: hundred percent uh Casey thank you so much for coming on man everyone go check out Casey's work you can find me on Twitter at Woodley Sean subscribe follow rate review the show wherever you get your podcast it's much appreciated when you support the show that way we'll be back again next week of course with the regular five-day slate as we head into Christmas I don't know how that's already happening but it sure is uh thanks so much we'll talk to you Monday in the meantime go listen to Locked On Sports today as Pete Bukowski runs you through all of the biggest stories in sports every morning for 22 minutes and he will get you in and out with all that you need to know when you go to the water cooler the next day and uh, have a wonderful weekend everybody talk to you Monday bye bye
0: hey Prime members you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad free on Amazon Music